Now, the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 3rd. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. It is, uh, it's 4th of July Jr. <laughs> Independence Day Jr.? Yeah. Uh, okay. What a great movie Independence Day is. Where did that come from? Maybe you said Independence Day. I thought about Why that. Why do you like that movie? I it was fine. I liked it. I guess I liked it when it came out. I was whatever an adolescent or in my Nothing teens somewhere. Nineties, like Independence Day. You know the the spaceship flying over and just you know shooting the thing down. It's pretty weird. I mean, the aliens. Like I don't know. This is not my cup of tea. I like the Patriot. I think that's a good movie. Mel Gibson, who turned out to be not the best human being in the world. Um, but I, I'm a big Patriot fan. That, that's a good movie. I got to rewatch The uh, Patriot. It's been a long time. All right. Let's, let's continue on here. We're off to a slow start. Uh, it's Friday. Fri- holiday of a week. Holiday weekend. Friday of a holiday weekend. Um, we have Long some... weekend. Yeah, I guess. So Friday's the the the... The federal holiday, right? I believe so. None of this matters to us because we don't like do holiday. We just work from home all the time and we don't, you know, get days off really. The day, you know, we have an odd schedule. Anyways, so. All right, let's get into the golf from uh, from Rocket Mortgage Classic, the Backboard Classic, the 313 Classic, which I'm taking a lot of heat for. You got, you PGA got Tour. Big, big Brothers on your ass. I just, I mean, PJ Tour Communications is in my grill, you know, thinking like just with non sequiturs. I've never said like that it, I think it's bad. I just think it's absurd. And we've highlighted, you got to make an ace, an eagle, an ace, and then a, a birdie. I, that's all. Like, I don't hate charity. I don't think, like, I'm not against charity. I don't hate Detroit. I don't hate the number three. I don't hate the number one. I don't hate mortgages. I don't hate rockets. I don't have anything against any of this stuff. I just think it's an absurd challenge, and we had a little fun with it. And that doesn't mean they're not also doing other good stuff, but I got PGA to Communications acting like I'm trying to, like, you know, deprive the children of their charity dollars, and that's not it at all. It's not... I think it's a pretty commonly held uh, opinion that that's a crazy, crazy stipulation. And that's it. And we had a little fun with it. It doesn't mean I hate charity or hate mortgages or anything. I don't know. Like, but, but they're getting there. I got a three tweet strain, you know, talking to me about how the money they're raising. And I've said, I, I've tried to tout that. I think it's great. I actually think this initiative is specific initiative is great. The digital divide thing. I think that's a great one, an interesting one, especially in this time where everything is remote. But get out of here 
with this this stuff about this non sequitur, like we're being mean and hate charity because of the three one three thing. Brendan hates charity. This just multiple in. people are coming at me. the The PR person for the event. I got PGA Tour comms. PGA Tour. I just there's a lot of rumblings. They're being extremely aggressive here in the quote caps return to golf about just you know monitoring might, the might situations explain, might explain a certain golf channel article that was written about jay monahan the uh i have the, to the read saint, that the saint of golf we should all be bowing down to uh to jay's you know wonderful leadership skills so anyways i mean i but here we are jamie lovemark i guess has gone got two threes did bryson get two i feel threes? i feel like they tweeted that right at you brendan I feel like I, I think they might have. Now I'm getting nervous. Now I think they're going to put the tee. They're going to make like a 60 yard flip wedge. The the par three. Put the put the put the pin in like a funnel. I think they're like dug in on this not being a, a crazy idea. Chadwick, uh, are it seems to be a, a a friend in the insurance industry, friend of the program in the insurance industry. He he corroborated our estimates over the uh, on Wednesday about. How much this insurance premium costs them to get the three one three challenge in, uh, you know, in in action? He says a low limit of three hundred thirteen thousand would cost two hundred fifty or three hundred dollars if the loss ratio was twenty five percent. Given the loss ra- <laughs> uh, ratio is less than one percent uh, of this, it should cost less than a hundred dollars. If more, it would be due to a minimum premium. Even at $100, this pre- policy would print money. <laughs> if, well, I have This is the thing. Is that if you bumped it up to $3.13 million, me yes. and you would never say anything, and the insurance right. would cost $200 more. <laughs> it's just that's the ridiculous nature of this, is that it's just such a small amount of money for like a, a statistically unbelievably rare thing. <laughs> but somehow it's been trusted into us. Like this just pointed us out. Like, we think it's like we hate charity and we're against charity. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Meanwhile, I also have another uh, listener submission, a member at Detroit Golf Club whose father was a player, a stick, like a mini tour player, and was a member for 30 years. And he claims he did. He actually pulled off the 313 in a single route on these holes. He said, at Detroit Golf Club, he's the only person ever to accomplish the 313. He told the guy who wrote the policy, and the guy who wrote the policy almost shit his pants. So I guess he knows the guy who wrote the policy. In Detroit, and said, "Oh, I did that. I've done that. I went three one. I mean, he's a mini tour player. Probably played thousands of rounds there. I think it's fantastic. So that's good. It's you know, good. You know so who we're off one of the, you know the name of one of the best players out of Detroit Golf Club. What his name is? No, Jimmy Chestnut. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> that's a hell of a name. I like that he goes by Jimmy too, not Jim, James, Jimmy Chestnut. That's good. It's like Jimmy Chitwood, but Jimmy Chestnut. Yes, yeah, I was thinking that. Uh, he was in the, he got out of the Vidav qualifier I played in last year, but I was I was thinking, oh, okay. God, I feel like I'd you know if I played a match against him, I I might have to change my name to Joey Walnut or something like that. 
Why? What do you mean? That's the, the only way I can't compete with that name. <laughs> oh, if you can. I'd be intimidated just by his name. Joey Walnut. Oh, my God. Uh, any other news from, from Detroit? We should talk about the backboarding. I, just while we're on the subject of this, the member also said, you know, you guys are killing us. The backboards aren't that bad. The one that's bumpers is on a part three. So... <laughs> It's running down the hole, but it is a part three. It looks and ridiculous. I it, it does look there are. I guess it covers up some like unmaintained area or maintenance, like you know, you know, scrub area. And he's like, other clubs in the area would give a shit if we didn't cover it up. It's like, who cares about the other clubs? Fuck the other clubs. Sorry, I excuse my language, but you know, like I, I guess one's that, and then the one on eighteen is stupid. But they say it's way off the green and require a tough chip and deep, deeper up if you go over. Um, and the other one's a par three. So I don't. But then Sean Zock had an article. It says they're on like it's on like seven of nine holes in the back. I'm just and a lot of you, them are like six paces, I'm less than ten you, paces. ZB, ZB said, corroborated the story. He said that they're they're out of play. They're way out of play. Okay. It's like only if you just absolutely launch one over, and you're still going to be way over. He says. Well, Cam Champ hit one seventy-five yards. Over. Yeah, but it's so not a that's... big grandstand. He was aiming okay. for the. He was trying to take out. He was trying to take out people in the line drive section. Listen, the point here was to call was to provide some balance. That's all. I wanted to get that member's statement out there. But I, then Sean Zock's article had me rethinking it that maybe they are more of an intrusion. All right. After the first round, Doc Redman shares the lead with Scott Stallings and Kevin Kisner. Doc, uh, this br- is his spot. Yeah, this is where is this where he T two special temporary last year or no? Maybe it, I not. Think Start he, of a run. I think he made the cut the next week to get it. This all but locked okay. it up, and he, okay. and then he made the cut the next week and got it. He finished second here last year. Okay, uh, he's in that class with you know the Wolf Markow Hovland thing, right? He's he's a month. He should be included in that group, right? When you talk I mean, about he the only won stars. the USAM. <laughs> Have you ever right. heard of that tournament? Legendary USM Riviera, like amazing. Who did he beat? Doug again? Gim. Gim, yeah. Uh, so he's among that group, or should be among that collection. I think you know. I so it's not. He seems like a real, really streaky. We saw him play really well at the end of Travelers, and he picks it up right at, at uh, Rocket Mortgage. How so. about naming your kid Doc? It's pretty sweet. Another good name. Hey, did you Redman. see I posted a little joke to Instagram today about Webb and Ricky? <laughs> I like that. I laughed. I saw that. We got a lot of feedback about this is not out of the realm of possibility with Rick and Alice. Rocket Fowler could be is not Puma Fowler, Cobra Fowler. It would have been great. Rocket. It would have been great if the baby came nine months after they took the Puma jet to their honeymoon. Rocket Farmers Fowler. So, anyways, the joke was just he's playing with Webb. He's got to be asking Webb, like, how'd you work out the deal where you named your child after a sponsor? Webb, of course, has a daughter, I think a daughter named Wyndham, just because Sedgefield tournament means a lot to them. But, I mean, Ricky could see that as another way to get activated. So, anyway, so while we're on the subject of naming there's your a, kid, There's a I, few I people in golf he could talk to about that. Like who? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. All right. Uh, Bryson was again a big subject of conversation. Led the field in driving distance, I believe, is a three fifty eight point something. Led the field in strokes gained putting. Was second in strokes gained off the tee, I believe. 
uh, shot, what did he shoot, a 66 with, I think, four bogeys, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really, really strong round. Yeah, he's so. due to play well. I mean, he, he seems like, you know, really good players don't miss cu- that many cuts. I know he hasn't been playing great, but, you know, due to play. Due to Bryson also play. has two threes. He just needs the ace, that little old ace. Shouldn't be too hard, right? On 15. Yeah, that's uh, there's two guys that are in the mix. Bryson played an incredible round. I mean, it was it, it was really sloppy though. I mean, not a lot of times you see guys shoot 66 with uh, four bogeys. Four bogeys, right? Right. It's pretty nuts, uh, you know. Yeah. And speaking of the Rick, you know, my Wi-Fi is being terrible. Had been on a good run, but now it's not. Ricky played well after you know a week off, two missed cuts, coming back. Off of the break, then he took last week off. Sounds like he had blister problems. Yeah, what said he hadn't even hadn't even been. He practiced all last week without doing like an interlocking grip, which is interesting to me because his blisters what kind, are so bad. What kind bad. of blister? I I don't understand this. Why don't you? What's what don't you understand? I just don't understand the blister thing. Well, he swings a lot of golf clubs, and he got blisters. Sounds like he had it Thursday at Harbor Town, so he had to switch to putting You're cross-handed a, a little bit. This, like, I get like a baseball player, a pitcher, who might have a blister. Like that, under I understand, like the blister, and you can't put your finger on the seam or something, and that yeah. could uh, really affect throwing a ball. But I just don't understand how you get a, a copious amounts of blisters on your hands when you're you've played golf your whole life like i can't yeah. i just don't under i can't fathom this like blisters are things that happen to guys that play golf like once a year yeah you think it's a long play activation he's gonna announce some cream or you know powder or whatever that the blister treatment ointment <laughs> possible next week benadryl ah. <laughs> that's not that so i fix blisters <laughs> That's why I kept it vague. That's why I just said cream and ointment because I didn't have it on the top of my top of my thought. So he shot, what is he, T11, I think? Yeah. Uh, good round for him, 67, which is, you know, the Rick zone, T11. That's a good Ricky result. Uh, any reaction to that? Do you he think usually he, doesn't do you play well at the events. Do you think he sponsor bonus if he wins the sponsor's I'm event? I'm sure. Yes. He... I, you could check the check the record on this, but I think he usually plays horrible at where he's the ambassador. Well, it's got to be hard. This might be a good the, time though with with uh, COVID. He doesn't have to do any of those parties. He's in the bubble. He can't. That's true. You know, that's this is like, like the first time he actually gets to play golf. That could be like an he underrated bombs reason out. Why. At, go ahead. It could be like an underrated reason why he doesn't win more. It's because every tournament he plays in, he's got a, a sponsor activation to do. What would you? I mean, what would you do? What pays you more? What would you rather? Yeah, get the guaranteed cash or, or the better chance at a win. I, I think different strokes for different folks. Well, Ricky one, would so. make more makes more money off the course than he makes on the course. Right. You know. Right. So. Yeah, but he's always terrible at farmers. I think There's, that's like a big commercial shoot week for him. I know that. Um, so I, I just, I get the he PGA play- Tour notes tonight. I get the notes. Everybody's name. Doc Redman shot this. Bryson shot this. Rocket Mortgage Ambassador Ricky Fowler. They can't just type his name. He's always ambassador some of some sort. The ambassador. So 
Uh, he's he's lurking, I suppose. T11. He'll be in the TV window on Friday afternoon. Any other thoughts on Rocket Mortgage? I just got an email from a from a listener. This is a great okay. thought. It's from okay. Jay Yarrow. Um, he says, "Hidden benefit of Bryson bombing it. It speeds up his play since he's the last to hit." Yeah. His time for calculations yeah. doesn't stand out as much. I wonder if he consider this when bulking up. That's interesting. It's an interesting thought. I did see him, though, on the one where he murdered it over the corner. He had it like three carried it like 350. He did pace it off all the way up to the green. Patrick Reed stuffed it in close. And there was Bryson, which was really when it started to kind of hit a critical mass last year. Remember at Liberty National yes. when he paced that one off? Um, I don't think he, he should pacing. be allowed to do that. He paced it all the way to the front of the green and then walked back. It was like a 50-yard shot, 60-yard shot. I think that's the biggest uh, proponent of a shot clock is that shot, those shots where these guys walk off 70-yard shots or 50-yard. It's so ridiculous. I know. You you shouldn't have that much time. Then he hit a low runner. I mean, it was a beautiful shot. I mean, he he capitalized on the drive that he hit. That's part of the problem with hitting it so close is that it right. leaves these tricky shots and you shouldn't have the time to go up there. Yeah. But it's a good leaderboard. Good mix. <laughs> Mr. Undershirt, man. Brian Stewart's in there. He's from Michigan. He's he just getting a lot of the early pub. So Sponsored by yeah. our Michigan's uh, own Arlo Steele. Really? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I forgot. There's Corn another. Fi- gr- there's a, Oh, Dave Hill was sponsored by Arlo Steele, too. The great Dave Hill. Corn Ferry, Corn Ferry tour out at Heron Lakes. Did you want to say anything more on Detroit? Uh, well, I was gonna. I was wondering where Brian Stewart uh, stood on like the list of greatest Michigan golfers. Huh. I'm just. I'm. I'm just googled it. I'm gonna pull up. Who do you think the five greatest Michigan golfers are? Do you know any of them? We did a spotlight no. on one of them. No. Calvin Pete. Okay. But number one. Does well, he count? I mean, I guess he, so. He, he learned to Detroit. play in the Everglades. I know. He was in Detroit for a little bit. Okay. Walter Hagen's right. number one. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Well, this list has an amateur in here. Chuck Co- Coxus. Cox. Caucus. Was he from like turn of the century last year? No, he, he lost in the finals uh, to Harvey Ward. Okay, fifty six. Okay. I think that was the year they played it at uh, at Knollwood Club, the course I grew up caddying at. How about that? Yeah, um, Calvin Pete, Dan Pohl, and Meg sure. Mallon. Oh, okay. Too bad. No, no, uh, no, Mister Undershirt. <laughs> no, Brian Stewart didn't make the list. No, well, there's still I can't time. believe Dave Hill, Dan Pohl's on here, but Dave, Dave Hill isn't. Dan Pohl is a crazy story. He was a all, yeah. he was like an all state, uh, uh, basketball, golf, and uh, baseball player, and he got drafted for baseball, but then he wow. decided to play golf. He factored at a Masters, I feel like, right? Yeah, the Stadler on the one. Yeah, bombed yeah. it. He hit it like two two eighty, and that was like absolutely nuclear in the eighties. Gotcha. All right, 
Corn Ferry, Heron Links, Will Zalatoris leads. That's already two rounds in. Zalatoris, it looks like he dropped a couple. He had like he's been playing crazy good golf. Playing very very good golf was was solid on that you know Panavidra popper Panavidra swing too. Played so. good last week too. In Utah. Yeah, I think yeah. he top ten last week too. It should be on TV. I won't go into that rant again, but it should be on TV. I think that golf course is kind of good. Why? TPC Heron Lake? I haven't seen it, but ZB said something about it being decent. Hmm, he said the 780-yard hole is really good, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Some some credibility. Hey, should we do an activation? Should we get activated? Yeah, yeah, like Ricky. Do the, do, we have a, a new wrinkle, and... It's an exciting one. It's a, it's an old spots are coming back with a new wrinkle, and in there they really they fell in love with a feature of the show during during the quarantine period. There it was born out of our idiocy and me pissing you off, and so they've come on and put sponsorship dollars behind the concept that pisses you off, and we are now a birthday podcast officially. Smith Devereaux, our wine guys, our favorite winemaker in the world. Has come in with a special birthday activation. We will be giving out so a birthday stupid. birthday of the week award just to piss you off. So please send your birthday wishes. Please we got send them. Official email. We set up an email. I got to make sure I got the right one here. It's SGS birthdays. SGS birthdays at gmail.com. So on every Friday for the next few months, we'll randomly pick. The favorite birthday of that week. First, happy birthday of the week. I think Mrs. Fried Egg's going to pick them. Okay. (laughs) That person, for their birthday, will get a bottle of wine bought for them by Smith Devereaux and sent to them. Except for Utah, I think. Utah's SOL. I don't think you can ship it to Utah. You must be 21 years of age to enter. We will verify that. We're not going to be sending, you know, Stella, you know, the six-year-old. We're not going to be sending her, you know, a bottle of Merlot or whatever. So we will verify age. They they are professionals, and they'll verify age. We're going to verify it's your birthday, so you're not pulling any tricks. So if it's your week for a birthday, send it to sgsbirthdays at gmail.com. We will pick a birthday of that week every Friday, and then we will you know coordinate with you and get you a, your bottle of wine for your birthday. I think you probably get to choose. You probably can't pick the highest end. But this, the only this, reason I went for this is that you guys get bottles of wine. You wouldn't let me interrupt and just keep saying birthday? That's the only reason this is happening, is that you guys get bottles of wine. So we should we should elaborate a little bit more on the brand as well. These, I mean, listen, people who advertise with us, and this is just a thing that's been really nice about this podcast, is usually they're listeners first. They are of the community that you are a part of, that you are listening and being a part of right now. And they just decide to hop in. They have a brand or company, and they jump in and want to be a part of it. Smith Devereaux, uh, they were listeners first. Bixby was listeners first. Rucket, they were listeners first. They were part of the stupidity of this. And Smith Devereaux enjoyed the birthday thing and how it bugged you. And now they put their sponsorship dollars, and they're going to be giving out bottles of wine or buying bottles of wine for all of you idiots uh so it's smithdevereaux.com s-m-i-t-h that's how you spell smith devereaux is d-e-v-e-r-e-u-x.com uh so if you would like to support them who are supporting us 
that's the website. They would wouldn't mind if you join their wine club, but there's they don't you know they're not going to force you to do it. Shop, buy a one bottle of wine, one you know a one off bottle, or join the club. The club's probably the best thing you know they prefer. But they also just came out with the Sav Blanc, right? Sauvignon yeah, Blanc. Sav season. That's a summer sauce right there. You remember we were in New York last year? We met up with our friend slash enemy of the program, Eamon Lynch. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be mad and about you telling this story. Why? His one requisite is we picked a restaurant that had Savignon Blanc. He's a big Sav Blanc guy, I think. And we went and they were out of it. They had like Pinot or something. <laughs> it was like vinegar. You millennial idiots. Like you, all you have is pissy vinegar and then, not and then, happy we, with then we went to a bar afterwards that didn't have and they were out they of sad block <laughs> and, he was pissed at us yeah it, it, it wasn't until like bar three or four that finally had it we went to a wine bar finally he made us go to a wine bar that's the last <laughs> stop of the night so mad because he thinks we're just millennial doofuses anyways smith Devereaux has a savignon block it's a great summer summer wine uh so that's an option you could purchase or join the wine club. Either way, they are uh, listeners. They are part of the community. Uh, support them. You're supporting us. And uh, SGSbirthdays at gmail.com. New Friday segment. For a while now. For several months coming. It's gonna, it is a freaking birthday podcast now. Somehow. We turned our ADC into a, a, an activation. So, All right. Who's the birthday? Moving on. Oh, we gotta pick. You want to pick a birthday now? I don't know. You're you're the one. I, got, I, don't, I don't have anything to do with this. Well, we just put the email up, so send those next week. But I do have two requests, two birthday requests. Eric Benning, Eric Benning, longtime listener, and I don't have his full name. The Nandy Man, Nandy Man, who's you know <laughs> a listener man. as well. He's you know both avid listeners, and I can't choose between the two of them. You're right, I can't. That, That's both... why we have to have impartial non-listeners. It's going to be a Mrs. random. I a, I'm grabbing a coin on my desk right now, which is you know a good way to decide it on an audio medium. You know, I'll flip in a coin that you can't see, but I promise you, I have an Arnold Palmer coin here. It's a Arnie signal, Arnie, you know, uh, silhouette on one side, the umbrella on the other. Umbrella will be Eric. The silhouette will be Nandy. I'm flipping it right now, and I promise I will be, uh, you know, have integrity about this. Here we go. Doesn't sound it's like the a very silhouette. Good flip. All who's, right, I'll do it again. Who's the silhouette? Uh, who did we say was the silhouette? Shit. All right, all right. Eric's the silhouette. Nandy's the Nandy's the umbrella. Okay, here we go. Silhouette again. Oh, it was meant to be. Eric, collect your Eric. prize. Send an but email to what if we said it was... SGS birthdays. Whatever. gmail.com. We, 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 we settled on what it was. If we, Yeah, all right. All right. There we go. Congrats, Eric. We'll verify you're 21. I'm pretty sure you probably are 21, I hope. So, all right, let's get to news. All right. John Peterson's back. Oh, I loved this. Headline news. Poking at Bryson. Poking at the beefcake. Some guy, you know, Peter Burns of ESPN, not some guy, broadcaster, you know, did one of those viral tweets. What's like a stat that always shocks you? And he responded, I have more top fives at majors than Bryson DeChambeau. How about that? It's not inaccurate. But I love that he's coming for the, you know, his fellow DFW area retroflex resident and the uh, flavor of the month going at Bryson. Did is you, he still is he a, trying to be a golfer again? No, I don't, I, I don't I think know so. He, 
I think I think unfortunately I think it sounds like he had a surgery botched some wrist surgery. So he's he's had like several surgeries. I, I don't know. Yeah, no. that'll always be one of the, you know, it's too bad that John Peterson didn't turn into, you know, and obviously injuries and I think injuries and motivation played a factor. And attitude a little yeah. bit. So, um, All right. The, did you see Bryson's the co-favorite at the PGA? Yes. What was it? 12 to 1 maybe? Yeah. No. Yeah, 12 to 1 with Rory. He's never had like a, he's never been in contention in a major. What is that all about? Is that like a public thing? He's now the public golfer. Like, you know how the Cowboys, like Lakers, America's Packers. Team. Yeah. Like the odds are always out of skew just because public money runs at like the Packers, Steelers, Cowboys, places like that. Even if like, you know, they're not good. The odds skew that way because the books are trying to protect themselves. You think Bryson is now the, the man of the people or I he think, just has the most pub? I think it is. It's because it's he looks like your weightlifting friend, friend that's on the college frat diet. But, I mean, he's also playing good golf, right? He's I mean, playing he's, great he's golf. Trendy. Yeah. But just the favorite seems a little ambitious. Uh, other news. This is just a quick one. Did you say Shane Ryan did his, his own subjective best nicknames in the history of golf? No. Like Black Knight, Golden Bear, all that. You know what number one was? I thought you'd appreciate this. The boy from Bratislava. <laughs> the Big Easy. Oh. That was his favorite nickname. Number one. He said it's perfect in every way. Thought you'd like that. Uh, other news. The U.S. Women's Open exemptions. Did we see that? T- top 20 in the Wager amateur rankings. That's They're expanding great. a lot of r- the Rolex rankings. are getting expanded a little bit. There's... They're giving like spots to people who play well in the women's like fall events on the LPGA. You know, you finish one, two, and there. So just trying to get people who are in form going into the women's open, which is now in December. Uh, and then the the amateur expanding that to twenty is pretty significant. Yeah, I would say. That's good. I think it, it's smart. It's it shows that they like are paying attention to the trends. It's just, they they examined each kind of case, like with the with the U.S. Open. It's not we don't see 20 amateurs. And I think if you give 20 amateurs the chance to play in the U S women's, one of them has a real good shot to be in contention. We saw the, the girl at Charleston that was in contention last year. Who was in Fassi? No, 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 no. Um, I can't remember who it was. She got penalized for slow play on Saturday. Yeah. 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 Um, so no, I, I think it's, it's, do you see three club pros? Got invited to Wingfoot on the men's side. Who? Uh, Ryan Vermeer, our guy. Golf RV. His, his looper. His looper listens to us. Miles. Uh, the guy guy from the Met Golf Association. Balin. Balin. Danny. Yeah. Ba- Balin. Oh, B-A-L-I-N. Not, not, yeah, he's been in Club Pro Championship. Before. Not Mike Bala? No. And then one other that I can't. Not Omar. Your Rusty did not get it either. Thank God. <laughs> so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, the, the women's exemptions. I think a hundred are already qualified. So it, it's it. You know, it's a good. They're doing what they can w- without having sectionals and having qualifying. Other news. They should have made it a big show, like the the lottery with lotto balls. <laughs> but then what? The- but they're all fixed, you know. There's oh. <laughs> bounces like the around. Frozen envelope. Bounce, bounce up who gets in. 
So it's all just for drama and show? Yeah. yeah. But they already know what's coming? Exactly. It's not actually. Okay. Interesting. It's an interesting concept. Uh, other news. The Thunder Bear suspension got lifted. I saw this. I mean, the intervening pandemic was not good for about 99% of the world, but it was good for the Thunder Bear's public image because it got a lot of people off of that. Forgot he existed. Uh, well, he's now he's back. Still... And everybody will remember him every single time <laughs> they see him on TV. Yeah. Yeah. His suspension is lifted by the European tour while he contests his case, which is still needs to be contested. It's not been. You know, Sounds like he's not out of the weeds yet. <laughs> no, no, not a it's not, not a, a good scene. Sexually <laughs> assaulting and harassing. Not out of the stall, there. one could say. Yeah, taking a whiz in the middle of the middle of the airplane. Not not a good scene for Thunderbear. Now that he's back in the news, uh, what else do we have? Other news: new COVID testing regime gets Cam Champ in last second. So if you test positive and then you test negative three times. How do you feel about this? I mean, Champ says it's very obvious that he didn't actually have it, according to his is specialist. He a, is he a doctor? <laughs> he said he's a specialist in his team or something. Can he get the specialist on the record saying that? I think it's. I think it's. A lot of people said it was smart. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the most practical and is smart, smart way to go. I just feel like as the numbers are exploding, what's going on with the, the test? Right. Do they have tests that even work? Because that that would be my next question. Well, the other thing is, so like a major concern about this from the start in March, and it was with the NBA players, it's like taking tests out of the community. And you're seeing like articles this week that were just out about at testing capacity again and going to exceed it where it will take like seven days to get results back because we have so many, we're testing so much and so many people are, uh, maybe feeling symptoms that like you're starting, you could start running into the PR and optics of that, like taking tests out of the community to do your little golf tour. And that, you know, if we are pushing the limit again, which, you know, that's just whatever you think of the virus and all that, but like that, that's a, just a reality of the, the, how it looks. I, I wonder if they're thinking about that or not. So, I, but I, what do you think of the champ thing? I, I don't know. I think, I don't think that we're in a, a moment where you should be relaxing protocols. That's my thing. I just That's my thing. I it, I don't yeah. I, I don't think that I don't everybody's saying this is a, it's been great that the golf's been back for 3 weeks, but it's not been a smashing success and it it doesn't seem like things are getting easier with the what's going on in the country. So why why are we lifting and lightening regulations it there does seem some to be some incongruity there as like it does as it seems to sort of i don't know strangle the country again like really kind of explode and become a priority you know places like texas are mandating masks now um and, and arizona is basically on lockdown and so like you have these states that are doing that and then the tours relaxing. It just doesn't seem to match up. But you know, Champ has his opportunity. He got there. He flew in Thursday morning. He said he saw his physio right away, um, and had an hour, and then he played. I think he shot pretty well, three under or something like that. So, 
Home to the uh, home of back home at the ba- with the backboards. <laughs> back home with the backboards. So that's all I got for news. Anything else you want to hit on? Any other Detroit? I got thoughts? yeah. I got a little. I got a little spotlight for us. Spotlight, not spotlight. Flashlight, flashback. Yeah, it's like a. Right, it's like a. It's 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 just a Detroit focused one. There's not enough okay. history in the in the Rocket Mortgage for me to do a, a flashback Friday. So I figure I'd do a little thing on. Uh, Cool, Detroit golf. cool place in Detroit, Rackham Golf Course. Okay, cool. It's one I'd of the most historic municipal courses in in the country. It was uh, it was designed by Donald Ross in 1923. So okay. a lot of Donald Ross designs there. Detroit Golf Club being one of them. Oakland Hills, yep. obviously, both courses yep. there. Franklin Hills, um, you know, both courses at Detroit Golf Club and uh, Rackham was the, the Muni. So. A uh, great philanthropist in town, uh, Horace Rackham, donated the land to the city and uh, paid for the golf course, which opened in 1923 because he wanted to have a great golf course for everybody. Um, so it was a gift to the city, incorporated in its deed for the property. It was stipulated the course would be open to anyone of any color and that it had to remain a a golf course. This land had to remain a public municipal golf course. Um, what year did you say again? 1923. Open? Okay. Open to anyone. Of, uh, had, this was open to anyone of any race and had to be remain a golf course. And so okay. from what I can find, this is the first integrated uh, golf course in American history. Okay. Um, Pretty cool. Really cool. cool history there. Yeah. yeah. So the clubhouse was designed by Albert Kahn which was a famous architect in Detroit. He, he, he built uh, two of the buildings, uh, the Fisher Building and then Detroit uh, Police Headquarters, two iconic uh, buildings in Detroit. Um, also, it, so, you know, it's a really cool design. Today there's 12 of the original Ross Holes left, or 11, untouched. Uh, they had a highway easement with 696 that... that is the only reason that there aren't all original Ross designs or all original Ross holes. And uh, so did that overtake the original deed or the original mandate that it would always remain a golf course? I, they could I think their, so. I, I don't took know. some yeah. holes. Yeah. Okay. Um, in its history, one of the other big points was uh, its pro, one of its longtime pro, um, Ben Davis. So. Okay. Ben Davis began, he was the first um, head profession, head golf professional of, uh, first black head golf professional in America. So okay. he became the head pro there in 1968. Uh, he, became, he began his pro golf career in 36 at the Pinecrest Driving Range in Ferndale, Michigan. He moved from Florida. He was like the reverse of uh, Calvin Pete. He was good okay. at golf. They moved him up north. His family moved up north to Michigan versus Calvin Pete, born in Detroit, then moved to Florida. Um, yep. And uh, Cool so, clubhouse. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, Back really. Architecturally. I guess it's very defunct now. Um, we can, we'll get into yeah. kind of what's going on there now. Uh, but okay. Davis uh, taught golf at, at Rackham. So he went from the driving range, and he started t- teaching golf at Rackham in 52. Um, and he taught there for more than 50 years. Uh, and, uh, you know, he became the pro in 68. It was, that was just a year after the infamous, uh, Detroit riots. 
Right. So, okay. Um, so he also broke the color line at uh, at the in the Michigan PGA, and he became the first uh, black man in, in, inducted into the Michigan Golf Hall of Fame. He also huh? lived to 101 years old. How about Holy that? Cow. Um, Holy cow. So he held the course record there. Um, he also was the head pro at Palmer Park, another municipal course there. I think I maybe simultaneously. simultaneously. Um, one of his, his famous students was the champ, Joe Lewis. Oh, all right. Um, as well cool. as, well as uh, Bob Lanier. Pistons yeah. basketball, great. And uh, Rackham was like the place of... He's the one with the size like 22 shoes, right? Yeah. Bob Lanier. Yeah. Am I, am I off on that? I think that's right. Um, okay. Yeah. So he... Uh, it, actually, Mich- he also is in the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, All right. But uh, the Rackham was like the site, I get Apparently, I, I heard of this story um, from Bruce Hapner, golf architect today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's uh you know, he he does he's done the consulting work at uh at Detroit Golf Club and then he's also he also consulted and did some work at Rackham for years. Um did some work at uh recent work at Canterbury where the overclub challenge. He maybe might have removed some brush for the more further overclubbing. But go ahead. Sorry, just, that's not he, pertinent he, here. He uh he got a lot of rust belt golf there you go but uh he he consulted at rackham yeah so he consulted at rackham and when the tour in its heyday when the tour before like every all the money got out of hand rackham would be the place that all the pros would go play money matches interesting so it was like the spot that like tour pros would go and play money matches during the week okay okay um so so Detroit, when it was really struggling in the financial crisis, tried to sell the property. Huh. Um, and, to a private owner? Or yeah, some, who's going to okay. redevelop it into 400 like houses or something. Oh, sure, yeah. And the uh, court, Michigan Court of Appeals uh, ruled in 2008 that the Rackham family gift to Detroit was clear in its intent and that the deed restricted land uh, could not be used for anything but a public course. The three-judge panel added that Detroit may only sell the property to another public entity and not a, uh, to a private entity, even if the private buyer promises to keep it as a public golf course. The court's decision said that any sale would have to be approved by Rackham heirs. Hmm. Pretty cool. Do do we know where those errors are? Are there any errors around? Are they still a factor? Could they could could one of them be sort of a Crooked. you know unscrupulous? Yeah, I don't know. So that's concerning. Okay. So right. so today a couple of years ago there was some drama because they were er, er, the worried that the courses were going to close. There's a ton of deferred maintenance. It is a yeah. golf course that is ripe for a revitalization it's got great bones most of the design is still there uh wonderful golf course and you know with a ton of history and uh, the clubhouse is pretty much unusable now which is this you know great uh architectural gem you know uh, from both the golf side as, as well as the building side so just a cool uh story obviously 
intertwined in the history of golf in America. Um, and hopefully in the coming years, it will become one of our, you know, we saw with what's going on in DC with the, well, I was just about to ask that. Mm -hmm. Is that like a, this kind of model where you could get a manager management end up, you know, that's what you're thinking. Yeah, that, that would be ideal. And who knows? I know the national links trust hopes to do more beyond DC as, as they go. Yeah. And maybe this could be another opportunity for something similar where, you know, it, it, the opportunity comes, they have to get out of this short-term lease model because they're the operators. When you have like a five-year lease on a proper, on a golf property, there's no incentive to p dump a million dollars into it because yeah. you're not going to make that money back. You need to have yeah. a 30, 50 year lease where you can put in, hey, we need to fix this up. It's going to cost us $10 million, but we re can recoup this money over time. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. as well, like Palmer Park is also like a, a, a great, a, like another public course there that, that closed. And, and these, are, these courses are figured like huge in the community. This is, you know, had a hub of the first tee, everything there. So it's... Uh, it's it, it, one other interesting thing is Joe Lewis is uh, Joe Lewis was the father of the current first C T CEO. In in Michigan or Detroit yeah. or, or something like that. Okay, uh -huh. okay, fantastic. All right, that's good. Michigan's a great golf state. Obviously, Detroit's a great golf town. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, Detroit's got a ton of great golf courses, ton of golf history, and. Uh, and just a ton of history with design. So it would be cool if they had a golf course that kind of led by example in the design space. Sure. Sure. All right. That's it. Holiday weekend. Everyone enjoy. Oh, I got to wish uh happy marriage to Andy Garms. We're now oh, marriage no, podcast no, too. Real quick. That's it. Just real quick. Just real quick. He reached out. He got married on the 20th. You know, he, he well, wrote it out. Ha happy marriage. Andy Garms. Keep your He's wife everything. Keep your, keep your wife happy. I don't see his wife's name. So there you go. All right. Everyone enjoy your holiday. <laughs> you did not like that. You did not like that little curveball at the end. Well, we, Gotta, we can't fill all this airtime. People don't want to hear Maybe we get birth. another sponsor for the wedding shout outs. The wedding shower? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the not.com or something. One of those <laughs> websites. All right. Everyone enjoy your holiday weekends. There was something else I wanted to say, but now I can't find it. Enjoy your holiday weekends. Uh, Bixby, we got a light roast going up. I think this weekend. I think it's finally together. I approved the label. I didn't I think even it's look going at up. the label yet. It hasn't gotten go. my approval yet. So we, we should have light roast and dark roast probably by the end of the weekend. Mugs are off being made. Uh, big things, big, big coffee golf things are afoot. T-shirts so. are up I, there too. T-shirts are up there. The Dratty T-shirts. Those are what? 15% off. Free shipping through the weekend. Not what's, free shipping, but the equivalent what's the, of. What's the, uh, what's the code? Backboard. Backboard. Code is backboard. And you get like whatever the equivalent is, slightly more, that would make it free shipping. So uh, everyone enjoy your weekends. Thank you for continuing to support the podcast. Be safe. Don't light off any fireworks. I'm thinking of going up to Pennsylvania and getting fireworks. I don't know if I just confessed to a crime, but curbside fireworks pickup I was talking to my wife about today. Media, a mediocre golf podcaster caught trafficking fireworks across state lines. <laughs>
Like they're for my kids, little ones. You know, anyways. Mediocre golf podcaster attempting to give fire illegal fireworks to young children. I think mediocre is too strong a word for it. So, all right. Everyone enjoy your weekends. Thank you for your support. And we will talk to you again on Monday.